Welcome into Southside Pod. My name is Chris Lanuti, bellying up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one as we sit in the basement on the south side of Chicago and cover everything in the area that matters most to you. Today, we visit with the farmers of the south side. Yeah, I didn't know there were farmers here either. Gonna take a trip to One Trick Pony Brewery in Lansing. Plus, we're going to have a bite to eat at an amazing Irish pub. Bill, you've been looking for places to eat lately, right? So my anniversary was the uh, last week. Yeah. Six years with my beautiful wife. Good for you. I'm coming up on 17. Wow. Wait till you get to that. I know. And I, you're like, well, I guess I'm in for the end. <laughs> I'm way behind you. I, <laughs> what you at a late start. Like, that, like, you're probably still in the cutesy thing where you're looking up, like, what you give on the six-year anniversary. That's exactly what we yeah. did. You know what we do? We just what? look at each other and go, eh. I guess, we're, I, I guess we're in it until one of us dies at this point. Just going to hope for another BJ. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought there might be an out, but then we had this third kid, and now yeah, I've got another 18 no years. Now. Right, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm no in now. I'm going to be so old when he gets right. It's over now at this point. We were, I we're was in. looking for like a restaurant to find, and there's just, I mean, not a whole lot out there, but I was more so looking for a open bar afterwards. Now we're dealing with this whole pandemic. So you want to find thing. a place you can go have a drink. Yeah, and okay. they're so hard to find. By the way, like they're out there. Like here's the thing: I would mention downtown. them. I would mention them specifically, but I'm always afraid I'm going to get them into trouble. Exactly, that's my point. There's a lot of people are defying that law and stuff like that, and that's cool and great, but they're not. That's hard to advertise. So right. I don't, you can't I don't be know. like, "Hey, we're breaking the rules." Right. Like, so there's a lot yeah. of word of mouth stuff. Yeah. And we would love to be that word. Everything's of mouth, a speakeasy. But... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I walk into there before you continue the story. There's a place that I walk into. Uh, probably once a week or so. And I have to park in the back in the alley. Yeah. I go to the back door because the front door says closed and everything's blacked out. And I walk in and the bar is packed and they're playing darts. And there's some drunken guy, uh, you know, kisses some drunken girl that he just met that night. And I'm like, these COVID doesn't exist in this bar. Yeah. It's like it never happened. Right. The bar, nobody's masked. You know, the cook (laughs) is sneezing on the food. It's like, it's what, it's the wild west. Okay. They exist. But anyway, go ahead. But, if you're looking for something like that, like you can't really look in the, in the newspaper or on Google. Or no, you, can't, you, can't you have to talk. Yeah, you have yeah. to talk to some you have to people. Talk to people, right? right. And not even online, like because right. people are afraid to talk about it as well. You just have to, you know, get out there and talk to your boys because there there are still places available to go and have a drink. There are a few places point. that have said publicly they're open. Though they don't sure. worry about like Capri in Palos. Okay, Capri is open. And they have said they have got they're one of the best Italian restaurants in the entire city. Yeah. Like they're a place I want to have on Southside Pod because in my opinion, one of the best Italian restaurants in the entire city and surrounding area is sitting right there in Palos and Capri. It's amazing. I've been there and, once. It, oh, was, it was good. It was very good. Take it from a kid that's made the trip to Italy before yeah, you with are, his family. You are like Italian who's Italian. Bread, his last right. name's Lanuti. That their stuff is authentic and good. And um and you can go in there and you can sit at the bar. And so they're, they're nice. and, but they, they were on Facebook and said, we're staying open. So they, they, they said it like okay. in Evergreen Park, Porter Cullen said, we're opening back up again. Yeah, I and just they, saw someone right. at Porter Cullen, Paul, Porter Cullen's uh, today, actually. And I'm like, oh, they're open. Like, that's great news. Yeah. I, I love their food. They so. had a tent outside for a while for show. And then they just took the tent down. They're like, everybody because knows. Because at some point, the inside is the outside, uh, the uh, outside uh, is the inside. Uh, what are like, we doing here? Open. Right. What yeah, are we doing? Open. I will tell you this. Both those places are still keeping space, Right. So the waitresses are still wearing, they're still wearing the garb and they're still keeping things clean and they're still keeping people spaced out. As much out. as we don't want it, right. we probably, sh- it's not, probably should. It's not the Wild that, West right? like the speakeasy I just described. <laughs> yes. <laughs> where you can do shots out of somebody's navel. Right. Which shouldn't be a COVID That's like on the menu. Right. <laughs> 
There's a picture, like a bunch of people's pictures of whose navel you want to take the shot out of. I'll take Tequila Rose out of Jenna. We're on 99th Street, just to the east of Central Park. You guys have been around for how long? Just over four years. Just over four years. I have Jill and Mike McGrath. They are one half of the couple pairing that bought this. There's four total owners here. Two couples that live across the street from each other in Evergreen Park that decided to open up a restaurant. How did the idea come about? It came about actually because we're very uh, local supporters of Bleakers and uh Lake Cruise is a good place because a lot of neighborhood people would go there, and it's just a nice neighborhood place where you'd hang out and you just run into a bunch of people. And then it was just the timing uh, that was shutting down, and we came across this building, came up for sale, and we came up, uh, got together, thought about the idea. It might be good for a little corner hangout. We weren't sure what we were going to do, either like a, a, a pizza place or an Italian place. We weren't sure what kind of food, but we thought that the neighborhood needed a good hangout area. So we went ahead, and then we came out with the idea of uh, opening a little Irish pub. And after a lot of meetings and hard work and discussions, uh, it all came about after a few months. And uh, the the location used to be A&J Meat. So it was a, a butcher shop for about 20 years. I know. I used to get my turkey here every Thanksgiving. Know, right. still here. And now I can't get it here. Oh, a lot of people, actually around Christmas time, some people still pull up and they're looking for the uh, Lithuanian sausage. Uh, they still pull up and they're like, oh, what happened to A&J Meat? So you say Irish pub, but on the south side of Chicago, you walk in a lot of places that claim that they're Irish pubs, and they just have an Irish name and a sticky floor. This, this reminds me more of... This is a this is a trendier, upscale Irish pub that seems very authentic. How much thought went into how you were going to do this and 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 you know achieving this kind of look for this part of the neighborhood? Well, it definitely had a lot of thought into it. We definitely wanted somewhere where we, and I say we, meaning like women more than guys. I, I think they can go for the stickier floor more than I I hate sticky floors I don't know what you're talking about okay so (laughs) we just I wanted somewhere nice to like go and hang out and um, I didn't want it to look like another place I didn't want I wanted like kind of thicker tables I wanted like you know I don't know fireplace in the wall you know nice nice bar bar with lighting underneath it I mean it's it's nice it's a nice place to go right and we all had all four of us had ideas like someone wanted this someone wanted a plank ceiling someone wanted a an an old-fashioned tile floor somebody wanted wood walls but to get four grown adults to agree on how to make it all work and look like you didn't just throw it all together. We had to consult a professional and we had like a link to um, a guy that um, 
a decorator or designer, actually. Well, it's very it's very downtown river northy, but it's yeah. da- but it doesn't feel as uppity as a downtown river yeah. northy place would be. Still, like not too fancy where you want to just wear your sweatshirt. And well, I mean, are you kidding me? Am I, my kids come walking in this place, and yeah. that's and that's the thing that I I, I, I really like that is that it's a nice, classy, clean place. But I've also like I've got three kids. And the amount of times that I've walked them in the door here, and I'm comfortable with them being here, and you guys treat it like like a family, you know, it's a it, it's a family bar. That's the easiest way to say it. family bar with really upscale food. I mean, the menu, the corned beef has to be one of the the premier items on that menu. Thank you. How long does it take to make that? Because I've had a lot of corned beef in my life in Chicago. And this is done really well. So this this can't be like you're just making this on the fly. No, it's a it's a definite process, and we have not strayed from the process. Um, and it definitely takes over to brine one of our ginormous briskets um, over uh, 24 hours, and a secret of seasonings and spices, um, and then we cook it a certain way. And then we trim a lot of the fat off, and then we slice it. But then when we go to make your sandwich, there's a process to that as well. Um, and it kind of just works. So it is a, it's a definite commitment to the brisket. And it's, it's shown a lot of love. That brisket's shown a lot of love. And we go through a ton of corned beef. Uh, from distributor to, uh, to the plate, I would say it's about a 48-hour turnaround. The, the process. Two full days just to make sure that that corned beef tastes the way it does when it comes on the plate. Is it your premier item? What is the place? What is it, like if somebody comes walking in the Porter Cullens, what's the one thing that they should try? Is it the corned beef or is it something else? Well, I always say if you like a corned beef sandwich, um, we definitely have a great product. Um, it's very tasty, juicy. People love it. Um, but I also tell people that our fish and chips are amazing i wasn't even a fish and chips fan at all and i love it and i love our homemade um uh tartar sauce which is made with capers so it gives it that extra little bite of like brine it's just and then you use the vinegar and you dip your fries in it it just works and i was not i'm irish but i was not a fan of fish and chips until we opened this restaurant. And I'm like, man. And even to this day, I'll be like, man, these are really good fish and chips. I was just going to say, we didn't get a chance to um, to introduce the fact that you have there's two other owners. So it's two families live across the other street. The other two owners are? Ann and Jerry Dory. Okay. And and how, how important is it or how nice is it that instead of just, you know, one couple or one person owning something to have two... You know, we're, we're like, you know, like you get a new person in here every day that's kind of like, you know, running the place. Well, one main thing is all the work is divided by four. So that definitely helps with your like daily stress level. And what's your job? Um, I do. Uh, it depends on the day. But my main job would be to uh, handle all the wine and liquor ordering. So you're you're my new best friend. Yeah, right. So I want to get back on this thing that we were talking about earlier because it started very simply with I want to go to a restaurant with my wife for our anniversary right. and then it jumped the rails. So let's get back on the rails and try this again. Well, we're looking for a place to eat because, you know, we're in this 
what do you want to call it? Pandemic, COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of places that are closed. So we were looking for a place to eat. We eventually found a place on the south side. And we, we, we enjoyed our we enjoyed our food. And we were, again, we we're looking for a place afterwards was the main concern. The, the alcohol afterwards. We want to have a couple, a you couple needed, drinks. You wanted to find a place you could go drink. Because most of the places that you eat are, you know... Bars closed. You have 45 minutes to eat. You have 75 minutes to eat. Right. Because in 76 minutes, you get COVID. Yeah, right. That's how it works. I guess so. Right. And I don't blame any of these restaurant tours or bar, you know, is it a bar tour? No, I think it's a, re- I don't know if there's a bar tour, but there's a <laughs> restaurant It's a restaurant tour. tour. Right? I don't know if they, what they are call you a, it. Are you a podcast tour? Depending Look at you on, thought about it. I thought it. about it for a second. You thought about it. thought about it for a second. I was like, maybe I am a podcast tour. It's interesting. Okay, uh, anyway. anyway. So, <laughs> how do we get off the rails on things? Really, that was your fault. Okay, so <laughs> that's what happens when you do a podcast from a bar and you're but 12 drinks But with restaurants, in. they kick right. you out pretty quick. Right, right. right. I mean, you can't have that after dinner, you know, drink for And some I get reason. it because they need to turn the table so they make profit. Sure, because they, they have half the tables if they're not less right now. They're struggling right. now. They're struggling, right. But bars are fewer and far between nowadays as far as in person. You got a lot of to-go beers. We had a babysitter with two kids at home. We want to, you know, have some... Adult time. Right. Hard to find. You wanted to get liquored up and then uh, go into the backseat of the car behind the 7-Eleven. It is what it is. Right. It turned into 1998 again with us. You know, you can't go home. <laughs> can't go home. All right. So what are we going to do? <laughs> go pull into a park. Right. <laughs> drink some booze. Yeah. Like that's what you right. were thinking about Yeah, let's doing. go get a six-pack. I have found that a lot of my dates with my wife turned into, what do you want to do? I don't care. I just got to get away from these kids. And the next thing you're doing is you're... You're like, oh, we could probably just get a six pack and go hide in the park or something like I was a teenager again. Right. It's funny, but it's well, true. Well, my kids get old enough, you know, it'll be different, you know. Right. But then it's wrong. Out. It's wrong, kids. It's wrong. <laughs> a pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer. Let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here. I love that pitcher of beer. Mark Coco. And one trick pony. I think I've driven him nuts in the last 10 minutes while we've been talking beer. It, it seems like every time I say something to him, he is on a completely different wavelength for me. And it, and it makes me love you more, Mark. I'm, I'm looking forward to like an entire evening of you and me not finishing each other's sentences. Uh, I just dictated Mark Twain. Uh, <laughs> and now you want me to I didn't have the, I didn't have the recorder this. on. No. All right, so, uh, yeah. so here, let me let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask you just a basic question right off the bat before we get into the beer that we're trying here. I've been to places before, and they'll literally list right on the menu a one-trick pony. They won't see the name of the beer. They'll just call it one-trick pony, but that's the name of the brewery. So why is that? Why does that, why does that happen, and, and where does the name come from? At least the beer events. I'm not sure about in the marketplace and, and you know, just starting to – to learn about that but at beer events uh, the feedback that we get is from folks that are coming up to grab a sample of a beer and they see the name and they think that the name of the brewery is the name of every beer that we serve and it's it, it's not the the name the name is really a, a flippant uh comment it really comes down to i'm not going to brew you an ipa every time i'm not going to be a one-trick pony brewing you ipas all the time i I love Belton beers. I love uh, I, I love darker beers that are not IPAs. I, I, I love all sorts of styles. I'm not going to brew IPAs all the time. And about a year and a half after I threw that out in an email, 
uh, I tried to figure out, all right, so what do I call myself if I open a brewery? One Trick Pony was easy. Um, Paul Simon has not given me a cease and desist letter yet. Uh, and so I, I think I'm okay. Tell me about what we're having now. What, what is this that I'm drinking because it's it's really, really good? Uh, Warlander is a double IPA that we call a triple IPA in-house. And so at beer events, we, we'll label it as a triple IPA. And folks will walk up thinking it's a Belton triple. No, it's, it, it's a triple IPA. Sort of a, a hybrid between a double IPA and a strong ale, an American strong. And so in terms of, of a beer style, double IPAs, you know what you're getting or you know what you're looking for. You're looking for yeah, some maltiness, but a lot, a lot of hops. A strong ale can be a little bit too malty. And unless you're, you're on with your hops, you're, you're, you've got a big, sweet, uh, non-IPA beer coming at you. So we call it a triple IPA. It's just it, it's something we do in-house. And so... Um, a lot of uh, a lot of citra hops, uh, a little bit of a little bit of brown sugar, and a very big grain bill. And today we brewed it. Uh, we got eleven barrels out of. Uh, we we threw eleven barrels into into a tank. Should have been eleven point three. Unfortunately, we had no room left in our tank, and so uh, we're brewing it way too much now because there's too much demand. We can't keep it in, in stock. I can understand why, because I'm having this, and I got to tell you, and I can only compare beers to other beers. I'm sure people do that when they're talking beer with you. You probably do the same thing. You'll 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 get the scent, you'll drink a little bit of it, you'll, you'll be like, ah, oh, you know, it kind of compares to this. I'll tell you what this compares you to for me, and you might look at me like I'm absolutely nuts. Color-wise, and just when I have the first sip, to me it's similar to an Arrogant Bastard from Stone Brewery, but... It's not as harsh as one, and I love like that's been one of my go-to beers. Like Hops. when I walk into a place, but it's not it's not as harsh as one, and I actually Hops. really like the smoothness of this beer. And my guess is, um, I have no idea what goes into Arrogant Bastard other than a lot of a lot of the same love, a lot of the same love we have here. Uh, I'm guessing uh, the malts are probably in the same ballpark, but hops and yeast and how they're used and when they're used. Um, uh, uh, Warlander came from um, the recipe was built off of Hop Slam, and in terms of Hop Slam, I, I had it about five six years ago. And you know, how do you how do you come up with a beer that's that good without without you know uh, mimicking the beer? How do you how do you pay homage and also be creative yourself? And that was the idea behind Warlander, and so. This is more, to me, more reminiscent of Hop Slam than Arrogant Bastard. Is this the beer to have if you ever show up in Lansing to have a beer at One Trick Pony? Yes. If you weren't into this beer, if like you're not an IPA person, give me one other one that somebody should try. Uh, we've got a beer called The Wall, and The Wall is the Wall is a little politically charged, but I named it The Wall before uh, current day events. <laughs> It's the Pink Floyd wall. Uh, no, no. Uh, I, I, I've got a day job, and so a lot of the work that I do is with immigrants. And so the wall, when they came, when it became a mantra, right? Um, my sense was that yeah, there, there, there's there aspects of of the, of of the discussion that need to be fleshed out. And so the way the wall was named is we had a logger that was going on tap. 
one of the guys that played open mic night here, his parents are clearly first generation over here. And when he got up to play before he went into the Navy um, or Marine Corps band, we had a going away party. And so how do you, you know, what do you name a logger after a kid that's going away to the uh, the Marine Corps band? Yeah, uh, a, uh, you know, how about the wall? Hispanic. Uh, he's Hispanic. And uh, I, I'm sorry, it, it, was, it, it, was, it was such an easy way to name a beer that now uh, that beer is, besides Warlander and Stormcat, is the next best-selling beer. It, it, it fits a certain segment of the market that is looking for a lager, not looking for hops, and can also appeal to folks that like light beers. I mean, there's a lot of flavor to it. Uh, so we, we sort of backed into a really good lager. Mark, I really appreciate you coming on and talking a little bit about the beer. And uh, I'm going to enjoy myself here in Lansing tonight and drink these beers because everything I've tried so far, I hit a New England IPA. I thought it was good, too. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, oh, yeah, drink my wife's Belgian. Promisha. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, no, shoot. Yes. It's okay. We can edit. I love it. We used to swear on the show, but we stopped. More listeners like it when you don't swear. <laughs> Welcome on down to the basement in the nine-foot home made oak bar. You've clicked. You want to listen to it. So you've come this far. I think you'll enjoy our hijinks and our talks of the south side. Stick around. Have you heard about the Crab Wars of Western Avenue? The Crab, the Crab. Are we talking about the uh, the Southside Irish Parade in no, 2004? No, it's, a, no, it's completely, different. completely different. Okay, so <laughs> the, the Crab Wars of Western Quest, Avenue. Crab Wars of Western what are you Avenue. Talking about this is something I'm surprised that nobody knows about, and I think the pandemic has made this something that people just they didn't notice it when it happened. I bring it. So what happens is first you have a crab place at 92nd and Western. Okay. And it's called the Crazy Crab. The, the Crazy Crab. And okay. I met the guy from the Crazy Crab. His name is uh he's named after Martin Luther King. Okay. He used to know him. Great name, say. He grew up in the same block as Jesse Jackson and Barack Obama came into his place and signed the wall. They wow. they, they do a thing where you can walk in and sign the wall like the wood paneling like Geno's East used yeah, to be. Yeah, they got right? some clout. They got that, okay? Meanwhile, he tells me that all the recipes are his own and it's a completely home-based business. Okay. When you Google Crazy Crab, there's other locations because it's a chain. So that was the first thing that made me go, something's weird. Well, I mean, it's not a very like nondescript adjective. Right. I'm sure there's lots of Crazy Crab. They have the same cartoon symbol. Oh. Like there's one out at O'Hare Airport with the oh. exact same insignia. Okay. So that changes things. It's a little weird. Okay. But but that's not the best part of the or Crab Wars story. War right. They're having a war with the formerly known Hot and Juicy Crab. Hot and Juicy. That's at 96th and Western. The real story. So think about this. This, this is, is a real story. This is four blocks away where 95th Street is the dividing line, the Mason-Dixon line of the Crab Wars. <laughs> so, <laughs> like the Civil War of Crab restaurants, right. and 95th Street right. is the Mason-Dixon right. line. Right, it sits right in the middle, the north and the south this is on ridiculous. Western Avenue. This is They're both located on the Evergreen Park side of fighting. Western Why Avenue. Why are they fighting? Well... That's, hot, that's kind of a lot. Hot I mean, and juicy crab. Now, they do the same thing. They do the thing where they put the crab in, like, the bag, and you, you pick your seasoning, and okay. you, they bring it out. You put different seafood in and, like, throw in a potato and give me some shrimp yeah, in there or whatever. Give me delicious. the stone crab. Whatever. It's great. And I've eaten. It, it, 
cramped places like that are just great. They just, sure. They're so much fun to go to. The kids could get messy, whatever. The guy at Crazy Crab doesn't have a bar. He mixes a drink for you and puts it in a plastic cup. <laughs> That's the South Side way, right? right? You want one to the go? The guy at Hot and Juicy Crab had a bar, but he didn't have the name. So recently he changed his name from Hot and Juicy Crab to the Saucy Crab. And he changed the symbol to pretty much the same <laughs> symbol, but it's a little <laughs> bit crooked. So it's like it's like McDonald's and McDowell's from Coming to America. It's like... It's so that it was, close. So he thought hot and juicy crab wasn't was too many syllables. Too many syllables. So he, he just went back to saucy. So crab, you're either crazy or saucy. Close to crazy, right? And all he did was take the crazy crab logo, slightly uh, modify it, and I turn don't know it, if that's what he turn did. Turn it by 45 listen, degrees to make it slightly listen, askew. I don't want to slander the guy, so I don't know what he did. I'm just saying but that that's I, what it appears. To I be. personally, in my opinion, it, think that it looks pretty similar. So okay? it's like, like, oh, now we're we're not we're not McDonald's. No, we're like. We're, we're the, the yellow we're arches for E. Right. Like we're we flip the arches and they're a W, <laughs> but they're still going. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. exactly. Okay. All right. So, so he also has a bar and an outdoor patio. So when the pandemic hits. Well, there's a difference. When the pandemic hits, he's able to have people outside while the other guy can't. That's And the name change is helping him completely. Yeah. The other thing is he adds wood paneling when you walk into the place. So now you can sign no, he stole that too. So they're signing the wood paneling too. And this is so ridiculous that I was out there visiting and I was going to go talk to that guy about, you want to do some advertising or something like that on one of the podcasts. And there's a person on the patio telling somebody, no, saucy, not juicy. No. Because they're right down the block from each other. Everyone so, is confused. <laughs> so like, and then I, the I, person I, behind me goes, Wait, they got two of these places? No. And they're only four blocks away from each other? Like, this is an actual thing. Like, if you drive down 87th, from 87th to 111th, back and forth on Western Avenue, there's billboards, there's there's bus boards, there's all these things going on. I just looked up the and logos. It's both of them. They're, they're uncannily similar. They're incredibly similar. They're almost like, like the same design. Like, like they hired a guy off, like, you ever hear that website, Fiverr? Where you spend five bucks to have someone design you a logo. Right. Like they just randomly hired the same and guy. And the guy was like, if I change three things about it legally, it's right. not the same logo. Well, this crab only has two claws and he's slightly <laughs> at a, a, a 70 degree angle from the other one. It's like, totally different. It'd be like, it'd be like, it'd be like, it'd be like if you had a CVS and a Walgreens across the street from each other. Yeah, that's what, what they do. But that's one what of they... them was CWS. Oh, right. Yeah. Instead of CVS. Right. And it was like a slightly <laughs> off red instead of being like red. It was a little pink no, or magenta. We're not, we're not Starbucks. We're Barstucks. <laughs> Barstucks. Completely different. Completely different thing. We do coffee. Sure. And uh, yeah, the cup is green. But if you notice, we're the hands we of the also little use, symbol are different. We don't, use, we don't use that logo from Moby Dick. We use a completely different one. That's So I'm just telling you. Wait, wait. What are the two restaurants again? One of them's Crazy Crab. That's across from Rainbow Cone. Yes. And the other one is a little, just four blocks. So 92nd, 96th. 92nd and 96th on Western. The Great Crab Wars. The Great Crab Wars. Crazy Crab. Saucy Crab. But I think we should have a taste off. I mean, me and you. But I don't think the, they're ever going to let us near them again after this really? story. Well, maybe the listeners can do it covertly. <laughs> I would love it if people like went out and told me which one was the better right. one. Right. But they probably wouldn't know. They, would, they wouldn't know which was which. No. Which is a problem. I was at one of those cram places. It was saucy. Yeah. It was crazy. Which one was it? Oh, it was God. crazy. We had to know that. You know what you really need to do is you don't need to go get the saucy crab and the crazy crab and mix them together so you have a crazy saucy crab. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> 
About a mile from the Crab Wars at 89th and Kedzie, there's a farmer's market, and every Thursday, you get to meet some Southside farmers. Join us. What's your name? Alfonso Porter. Alfonso, are you a farmer? I am. You are? Where's your farm at? All Claire, Michigan. Really? And so you do you drive like to different farmers markets? Or you just hit this one every once in a while? So I do three a week. Uh, on Thursdays I'm in Evergreen. Fridays I'm in Schaumburg, and Saturdays I'm in Oak Park. Same thing every time? Or? Uh, no, everything that we grow. So what's in season? I grow, I'm primarily a fruit farm. So I grow uh, peaches, plums, raspberries, blueberries, blackberries, tayberries, sour cherries, sweet cherries, reindeer cherries, asparagus. Tomatoes, I grow a lot. I grow a lot. You got beautiful stuff out here, Thank first of all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It really looks really nice. So you also grow 74 different varieties of apples. So You get up early, you drive all the way from Michigan, you come to this farmer's market each and every week? Every week. Every, every Thursday. Week. If somebody's looking for you and they come out to the farmer's market in a future week, how do they find Are you in the same spot all the same time? Same spot every Thursday right here in Evergreen Park from 7 to 1. And you're a Sox fan, it looks like. I am. From Michigan, I am. Awesome, yeah. a lot of crap. <laughs> What's your name, man? Uh, Jimmy or James Dotson. James Dotson, and it's Dotson's Farm. Yep. Where are you guys located? Beecher, at? Illinois. Where's Beecher? About an hour south. So an hour south, you come up here every single Thursday to every Evergreen Thursday Park. Thursday from seven to one. From seven to one. Yeah. Now, what what do you guys have on your farm? Uh, we do. What all are you the you're doing yeah. everything? Yeah, we do like. all the vegetables, like tomatoes, the corn, the watermelons, melons, all that stuff. Yeah, like peppers, um, zucchini. So how, how does it work? Tell tell a non-farmer city boy like myself, okay, how does this work? So you, you harvest like some stuff like weekly, like you go out and you just pull whatever you need to pull out of the ground that you're going to sell yep. that week? Yeah. So it's that fresh? Yep. That is awesome. Yep. How early in the morning you got to get up to get here to Evergreen and start selling? Uh, we wait for at 4.30. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. That's crazy. How many Red Bulls have you had today? Uh, none. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, what's your name? Um, Marcella Villa. Marcella, are you a farmer? I'm not a farmer, but I am a processor. We do process our own nuts and snacks. You don't grow them, but then you take them and you, you do interesting things with me, them. Tell me, tell me what you do. Uh, we honeycoat them with sesame, or we do butter toffee pecans, or with coconut, or, or, or honey glazed. Uh, we do the pecans, the, the almonds, the peanuts, all kinds of nuts. And are you guys here every single week at the farmer's market? God willing, yes. How many farmer's markets do you do? Just one, or is this like a, every day you're in a different spot? Uh, uh, actually, we're in the market four days out of the week. Wow. Finally made it to the thing that all my friends tell me I have to get to. We are at the tamale stand. You don't, <laughs> you don't realize, yeah, you have no idea how famous you are. I've had oh, so many really? people tell That's me, funny. if you're going to the farmer's market, <laughs> go get a tamale. What's the, what's the name of the restaurant? El Coyote Mexican Restaurant. And are you guys here all the time? We're here every Thursday, yep. I didn't even right ask your time. name. I'm so rude. What's your name? Lourdes. Otherwise, I was just going to go with, like, tamale lady. <laughs> that okay. <laughs> okay, so how many of these do you think you go through? I mean, you, you must do pretty well at this at the farmer's market to be back every week. How, how, yeah. how many things do you go through, and is it just tamales, or what else do you no, guys offer? No, we also have uh, tacos and breakfast tacos. So we, Since we get here so early, we have people could come out and have breakfast out here. We also sell the corn in the Mexican corn in the cup, the elote, which is with mayo and butter and cheese and the cayenne pepper. 
you mix it all up. It's really good. So, wow, you're making you're making me hungry. Yeah. Have you ever you, do you ever barter? I've heard that some bartering happens here with yeah, some of the farmers. Yeah, it's yeah, like I'll give you give me some tomatoes, I'll give you some tamales. Yeah, yeah sometimes <laughs> it happens that way. I love that that you we guys have are to like keep doing our it. Farmers happy. Yeah, you know. That's so. all, well, what's great is that you have the ingredients for a lot of stuff just sitting right yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You can't run out of that. Yeah, you know. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> okay, thank you. Have a good one. Man, on a cold day, aren't you now thinking about farmers markets and tamales? That's my gift to you. Plus, it seems like everything's going to start opening up, which is amazing. And hopefully, we're going to have a good time this spring and this summer on the South Side. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast player you're using. South Side Pod is currently available on a ton of different podcast services. And as we launch, we will be on more. Spotify probably coming up in the next week or so. We're on all the social media. Don't miss an episode. Click subscribe and thank you for listening to Southside Pod, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at southsidepod.com. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Launcher. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? <laughs> I felt like it. <laughs> <laughs>